0: Everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST Podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your shit together. Welcome, and... <laughs> welcome again. Ooh, to... Welcome. To another... I'm laughing at you. What? Because as soon as the countdown stopped, you're like... I know. Burping off to the side. Um. So welcome everyone to another edition of... Your favorite podcast? The GYST Podcast.
1: Kyle, what's it known as? It's also known as Get Yo... Oh, it didn't work. Get your Shit Together. <laughs> Thanks for leaving me hanging there. I got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Or in anything this case, I don't. Yeah, yeah, left you hanging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh.
0: Yeah, so we are with you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rod Rohila.
1: And your co-host, Kyle Reed.
0: All right, Kyle, you want to take the, uh, the reins on this one?
1: What? Reins? To... What? Like, wait. Rains? What mm-hmm. do you mean by rains? or reigns? You know, like N-S. the horse reigns. horse reins? Yeah. Where are we going? What? Nothing, just being
0: corny. Oh geez. Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you'd like to be my new co host, please Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> email Rohit at G Y S G. You always call Glenn or Kevin. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, so, so Glenn's in Portland. Oh yeah. yeah. On a business trip and uh Kyle Is it a business meeting? Kevin. Oh
1: yeah, because you're a Kyle. I, yeah, I'm at a business meeting as well, actually. Oh. this podcast. is a business meeting. Um, don't, don't tell my accountant. <laughs> well, folks, today's episode is on... You know, I'm just going to tell you what we're going to call it. Today's episode is called Not Everyone Wants to Be a Billionaire. The idea came from something that Rohit and I were discussing a few weeks ago, and... I said, well, not everyone wants to be a billionaire. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, I would say that they do. And I said, okay, well, I would say we should make that a podcast episode then. (laughs) So here we are. We want to talk about that today. And in light of that, I decided to take a look at a few stats because I had no clue and didn't understand how to quantify the number of billionaires there are in the U.S. or the world, right? So a few numbers I have for you. The United States of America has more billionaires than any country in the world, 536, right? Average age of those billionaires, 66 years old, Yeah. right?
0: And I don't know if you, well, I'll just wait. No, go ahead. Tell me. Well, I don't know if you have this in your stats as well, but the vast majority of them have at least one bankruptcy.
1: Ooh, so I didn't look that up, but Uh I'm not surprised hearing you say that um, because they use bankruptcy as a tool. Not the way that uh, your average person listening to the GYSD podcast would consider the word bankruptcy. You're not dying, are you, you okay?
0: Starburst uh,
1: jelly beans a little bit too juicy for you?
0: Yeah, Christina left all these um star, uh, Starburst jelly beans and I was eating one and I kind of choked on my own spit. Mm, Yucks! Yeah, because that's not
1: embarrassing. No, not at all. Uh, so with that, that's, that's fantastic information. I could probably look that up. That's pretty interesting. Knowing that the USA, 536 billionaires, more than any other country in, in the world, right? Our population is over 300 million people. Mm-hmm. The next closest country, as far as a billionaire count, is China with 213. Wow. Right? Yeah. China has 1.4 billion residents. 1.4 billion so, well you know you were talking about almost five times as many people live there and they have less than half the amount of billionaires hm I thought that was pretty fascinating yeah right I mean I'm sure it speaks to several different things capitalism in uh, family wealth right age of country
0: age of Age of the country itself.
1: We're the youngest country
0: in the in the world. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I say that is when I go to India, there are places where there's not even trees. Everything is just concrete. Oh. Uh-huh. And then you think about it, well, it's a thousand years old or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's been around forever. So you can't expand. But in the U.S., it was brand new. You could expand. You know, you take a look at the So the opportunity
1: US. is what you're speaking to. Uh,
0: Yeah. Got it. So there's like growth opportunity in terms of just land. Because I read this thing, the, the the most uh, rich people in the world um, have gotten there through real estate. Okay. And so I think just the availability of it.
1: I mean, the only thing they're not making any more of is land. Yeah. Right? So when you speak something like that, I guess that makes sense. Um, but I'd be curious to understand more about how else that plays into this number, right? I think I think it may be more about societal and political norms in the states versus other countries mm-hmm. that allow for a market that can generate 536 billionaires out of 300 million people versus, again, less than half of that with almost 5x yeah. the population, right? That is, <clears throat> that is crazy. Uh, you would think that maybe the U.S. has a worker bee mentality as well, but China maybe more so, Mm. right? I mean, I think that that tells me that people are driven to fall in line and just do enough to get by, right? So just a couple interesting stats I really wanted to throw out there before having this discussion and before we kind of get into the weeds. Uh, Third and fourth on that list are India with 90 and Russia with 88 billionaires, respectively. Yeah. I did not pull up the populations of those two countries, but I would imagine India is over a billion as well. I don't know. Do you know what it yeah. is by chance? It's
0: it's over a billion. Yeah,
1: pretty yeah. close to China, probably.
0: Uh, <clears throat> it is behind, but population density is the number one in the world.
1: Wow, yeah, Let's, there's a
0: lot of us. Wow, you guys, Kama Sutra. That's it, man. You <laughs> motherfucker. Um.
1: So, with that being said, Rohit, when I said that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but your your response was immediately, I would say that they do. Yeah. Why do you say that?
0: So <clears throat> think about when you were a kid, mm-hmm. right? If, and I don't mean necessarily you, but no, I'm going to pick you. Yeah, what the fuck? So say I I look at only the statistics of your life, mm-hmm. right? We take Kyle Reed, we put him on paper. You know, Kyle Reed, age this. How do we do that? Um, You know, <laughs> age this uh annual income this, you know, significant other this, home this, debts, this bank accounts this, you know, health this. We put you down on paper. And then we take that same sheet of paper go back in time and give it to the let's say 10-year-old you, mm-hmm. right? Assuming, you know, that there's interest on the 10-year-old you. It's not just all numbers, you know. I don't know what and you know what I mean.
1: No, I don't. I just mean I'm like totally kidding. Even, yeah, you know, yeah, like
0: not worrying about like, oh, here's the bank percentage that he's paying or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. just to hey, this is gonna be
1: snapshot of this, your of your financial health.
0: Yeah, there's this guy in the future. Would you say he's been successful or not? Mm-hmm. Right? And I think if you do that
1: rewind that. Sure. I want you to say that again because I think that it it's should choosing. be No, not that it was confusing, but I think that it should be made more impactful to our listeners because it took me a second to realize how impactful that statement
0: was so if 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 i take who kyle reed is right now Mm -hmm. right everything that defines you outside of emotion so not like the types of friends you have or things like that you know just just look at the just the facts and figures of
1: it physical financial health
0: exactly um how healthy are you what are your eating habits you know uh-huh. all that kind of stuff and you know how much money do you have are you living a comfortable life what you know things like that if i take that on on a sheet of paper and show it to the 10 year old Kyle Reed and say okay there's this guy in the future would you say this guy is successful for being this old or would you say he's not successful and i would be willing to bet the vast majority of the people would say, that guy's not successful. Unsuccessful.
1: 100%. Why is that? Because of the aspirations we have as 10-year-olds. We don't limit ourselves the way that we do as adults. Exactly.
0: So we don't limit ourselves when we're, we're a
1: child. Yeah. Right? And before you go too much further, I just want uh, like, that is a phenomenal fucking exercise, I think. This just is to my think, point. Just to yeah. think that... Uh, So take a look at that statement. You're not telling your 10-year-old self that this is you at age X. Yeah. You're just saying, hey, would you envision a person with XYZ to be successful or not? And you're answering that question truly objectively. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how you could take stock of where you're at today. Oh, my goodness.
0: Because, that was powerful. Because that was powerful. That's why I wanted you to go yeah. back over it.
1: I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we to rewind that. We got to Be- say that one more time. We got to say that one more time.
0: Because if you think about it, one of our favorite quotes, you know, we justify ourselves based off our intentions. We justify others, others based, based on, their on their their. results. Mm-hmm. And so if I take a look and at the 10-year-old me and I'm like, okay, this is Roy right than the future. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, uh, maybe he, you know, maybe this happened in his life or mm-hmm. maybe this, I, I started justifying it. In terms of, you know, trying to make it sound a little bit better.
1: Which is what we do in real time. Yeah. Because when you said that, um, 10-year-old me would say that today me is not successful, mm-hmm. right? Not too successful to the standards that 10-year-old me held myself at 10. Yeah. If you would have asked, say, 15-year-old me that same question or 14-year-old me that same question, what I have today would seem out of reach. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I essentially began to limit myself based on my circumstances mm-hmm. that changed dramatically in that time frame. Yeah.
0: And so you're saying if, if I showed ten year old Kyle, he'd be like thumbs down. I show fifteen year old Kyle, he says thumbs up.
1: Yeah probably yeah 14 15 year old Kyle, and so
0: between those ages you had some significant huge significant things happening in your
1: and, life. and I would say that question is unique to everybody you ask right um but I would agree that I would say probably 90 percent of people you ask 10 year old version of that person they would say no that's not that's not how I define successful and then what about 15 year old 15-year-old me, or just in general? Yeah,
0: so now, same thing, same exercise, but now we go back to the 15-year-old you.
1: Me specifically?
0: Well, you said success.
1: Yeah. What do you think for the majority of the people? Oh, um, I would say probably the same. They would think unsuccessful. Okay. I would imagine. So... But I I think... uh Uh-huh. I think that that assessment, the gap closes more and more. By that, I mean the gap between saying successful or unsuccessful closes more and more at 10 it's a wide margin unsuccessful Uh uh-huh i think generally as most people because my situation is very unique um most people in general i think as they grow older and they develop habits and programs and beliefs that gap between what that how they define successful at X age, I think we get smaller and smaller.
0: Okay. So you're saying you're saying when we're younger, we believe sky's the limit. 100%. And then as we age, that gap closes. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited right now. Have you ever been in a debate and you just know you're going to win? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. All Good. Right, Let's go. Okay. Whew. Let's get the gloves on. Um, so why is that? Why is it the older you get that gap
1: shrinks. Because more and more people tell you what you can't do and you believe it.
0: Okay. Expand on that, please.
1: Oh, man. Um So. Because right now you're saying it's all external influences. I think a lot of it is, yeah. Well, it's external influences that create internal beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Oh, okay, I'm with you. Uh Do you mind repeating it once again? External
1: influences that create internal beliefs. That is what I think my assessment would be um, as a child, like you mentioned all the time, we don't have the ability to comprehend what is possible and what isn't. Mm -hmm. We think we can fly, right? People break their arms jumping off a roof trying to fly (laughs) like Superman, right? So it goes from something that seems to be that far fetched to something as real as defining success, Mm-hmm. At X age, and why you believe it's out of reach, or you begin to justify it, saying that is successful, right? So, um, I think that changes as individuals age and have experience with whatever it may be, life events.
0: Yeah. See, I, I'd, I'd like to to thank you for that, um, because so so the the main points that we're arguing here is whether or not everyone wants to be a billionaire mm-hmm. and your stance was not everyone wants to be my stance is everyone doesn't want to be mm-hmm. and so i going back if if the 10 year old version of us envisioned one thing right for me if if somebody went back and said okay your ex here's your age here's your status mm-hmm. what do you think i would be like he's not married yet no kids. No kids. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. come on, Rod. Like, you got to get your act together. Like, mm-hmm. what did I do that created this guy? <laughs> <laughs> right? And you look back and it's like, man, like, I didn't take school seriously because you you start falling into, well, you know, what we've turned bare minimum mode. Yeah. You know, what's, what's the least amount of work I can do. To get by. To get by. And that starts playing in our life. And so when when I say everyone does want to be a billionaire, I think we all have that intention. And then little by little, we realize what it takes to get there. And it discourages us because we see, you know, the amount of billionaires or even millionaires is such a small percentage of the population. But then you take a look at your circle of influence. What are the odds that your circle of influence has a millionaire in it and I'm going to bet again it doesn't
1: <laughs> pretty slim
0: because we rise and fall to match the expectations of those around us mm-hmm. and I can tell you there's a lot of people that I've known who have done network marketing who for for whatever reason weren't successful but if you if they were truly involved within like their local organizations and stuff like that all of them will say I miss it because what you're doing is you're having these meetings with people who, who are all about empowerment. You know, what can we do to, together to grow? Mm-hmm. And back when I was heavily involved, I my phone was filled with millionaires. I'm, they're inviting me over to dinner. And I can tell you those were some of the most life-altering dinner conversations we had. We never sat in front of a TV. In fact, like their TV probably had dust on it. It was just there for like grandkids or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, well, because let's, there
1: was nothing else to put on this wall.
0: Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's sit down and, and enjoy a meal and and actually converse. And what's interesting is I there are several shows that I binge watch. And one of them is Frasier. <laughs> I know, everyone always um, <laughs> oh, God. And uh the thing with Frasier though is is if you take a look at his lifestyle, he never watches TV. He's He's got a free evening and he's like, yo, know, let me get a, a glass of sherry and read a book. Hmm. Let me let me work on my skills as a psychiatrist. Let me, let me do this. Let me do that. Whereas for us, n- not us, but I, I think the, the vast majority of the people, the, the average person, it's not that. No one ever goes to the library. I've gone to the library twice this week already. Mm-hmm. I go there all the time. For me, when people are like, "Oh, this is a really good book," let me just go to Amazon and buy it. Let me buy all these books on on how to be financially successful, and not read them, and not read them. Let let them sit there, or let me pay twenty dollars a pop to buy these, where I can get it for free at the library. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you do that?
1: You didn't have to go to the library, Libby.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, the app is phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if that's just a local thing, so that's why, you know. That's a good question. Because I know other libraries have to have it. I just don't know what they call it.
1: I think Libby is the app that will allow you, and this is a total sidebar right now, but (laughs) it's the app that will allow you to sync your library card. I don't know if it's only for local libraries. I think it's nationwide, but I'm not positive.
0: But essentially, it lets you check out eBooks and and so forth, you know, so you don't even have to go anywhere. Audiobooks. Oh, audio.
1: It reads it back to you.
0: What? It's like Audible. What was I thinking of that? It's like okay.
1: Audible that you connect library card to. Oh. And then it checks out books from that library.
0: Oh, I'm glad we had this conversation.
1: It's pretty awesome.
0: So, <laughs> So little by little, we start hanging out with people who don't know what it's like to strive for success. Mm-hmm. Because collectively, we've made a social contract with each other that we are not going to hold each other accountable to what we say or do. So our expectations of each other start dropping. When when you walk into this studio, everyone says one of the things that they've enjoyed the most being a part of this is this is a different environment than what they're used to because there's a certain standard that we hold each other accountable for. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've all held each other accountable on air. Before. Yeah, you know, Kyle, you said you were going to do this. How come you didn't do it, Rohit? Like you said you were going to do this. Like what's up? Mm-hmm. And so based off that, I think everyone does want to be a billionaire. But little by little, we take the external influences, like you said, allow them to rewrite our interpretations of ourselves. We start falling into bare minimum mode and we start settling because, as Tony Robbins says, you get what you settle for. And I think that's, that's what happens.
1: So people convince themselves they don't want to be a billionaire. Because to them, it's, it's unattainable. So everyone does want to be a billionaire? Yeah. Wait. wait oh, oh, no, oh, oh thank, you away away. thank you wait, for that. Thank you for that.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> that was good, though. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That was good. So so that's my point. I, okay. I say everyone so does want You think,
1: want you think um, everyone wants to be a billionaire mm-hmm. as they go through life and they realize that certain things take a certain amount of work. Mm-hmm. And they begin to convince themselves whether it be through um, internal or external forces that they can't achieve it. Yeah. So they settle. Cuz when
0: we're all kids, we all want to be astronauts. <laughs> Why is it, you know, we're sounds, not? Sounds
1: you know? cool to be an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's that's a good comparison as well, right? Uh So let's take let's take a look at that and let's see, okay. Do you think that there are people that have assessed what it would take to become a billionaire, and have decided that they believe it's not worth it. It wouldn't it wouldn't provide them anything more or any more happiness than they have by doing what it takes to become a billionaire. Yes. That's my argument. Yeah.
0: The the more I think about this what what's interesting is I think this almost comes down to the amount of influences we have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I believe, when we're children, we all shoot for the moon, and little by little, yeah, you know, we set a goal. We don't achieve it, so the next goal we set is not as high, and the next goal we set is not as high as that, and we keep dropping the ball until our goals are reachable with minimal, minimal effort. effort. And I think that's what it comes down to is I can tell, okay, let me, let me ask you a question. Take how much money, your current place of employment, how long have you been there?
1: Uh, Six years.
0: Six years. Okay. So go back seven years. So before you started working there, you are making X amount of money Mm -hmm. and now you're making X amount of money. I'm willing to to bet what you're making now is significantly more than what you're making before. Mm Mm-hmm. Would you say now what you're doing is easier or harder than what you were doing back then? Um, I know it's different. I know it's a different skill set.
1: Yeah. I think a couple years ago it was harder. Yeah. Now it's... No, it's still challenging. Man, that is... That is a tough one.
0: Because the more money you make, the easier it is. Take a look at your manager. Your manager is making more money than you. Mm-hmm. Is he the one hustling every day?
1: Let's define easier. Okay. Right? So you're talking day-to-day actions. Yeah. But what does my manager also do? See, I, I
0: think what the, where the balance comes in is your manager's job is more stressful than yours. 100%. But yours is more difficult than his. So I think tasks the, the from a more, task perspective. Yeah. So I, okay. I think the the yeah. more stress you have, the more you get paid. Okay. But the amount of work. I mean, take a look at people working fast food. When I was working fast food, back in the days of Burger King, it like, I was hot like it was a lot of hard work. You're like yeah. lifting and sweating, and at the end of the day, you just feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. Not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, you were just drained. Now. I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. Life is easy. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, there was a, one of my favorite uh, personal development guys, Jerry Clark, says for him, now making $40,000 a week is way easier than when he was making $40,000 a year. Because he was <laughs> like, if you're making $40,000 a year, you're really struggling. Yeah, Your life is stressful and stuff like that. But you then that
1: snowball rolling.
0: Yeah. But you pick up these... The change comes when you work on your skill set. You make yourself more valuable. You right now are way more valuable than you were seven years ago. So because of that, you you earn more. You are more valuable than you were three four years ago when you said it was a lot more difficult. You know, mm-hmm. now your skill set has drastically changed, and that makes you more valuable. I tell you. Um, so, you know, I, I'm starting a new job soon, but for the past like couple months, I've been interviewing and, and things like that. I added GYST to my LinkedIn profile. I added it to my resume. And every single person that I interviewed with brought that up. Hmm. They're like, wait, so you're doing a podcast called Get Your Sh together? And they saw that as a significant key differentiator. Because first off, not everyone does a podcast.
1: So yeah. that's unique. How many people do you know that have a podcast? Just us. Right. I know one other person that has recorded a podcast.
0: And then the other thing is, if you if you take a look at it, if you were hiring someone, right, just take take the podcast out of it. Just the name alone. Someone's involved in something called Get Your Sh together. That means they're actively engaged in personal development. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, because of this podcast, the amount of money that this company has offered me is significantly, significantly more because of this podcast. One hundred percent, I will bet my life on it. Beautiful. And so I think that's what it comes down to: is we start settling, mm-hmm. and that thought of "I can achieve this" becomes less and less and less because we look around, no one else is achieving it, mm-hmm. and therefore that's where it starts going down. You are involved in sales. When you go to like a sales convention and you're talking to other like elite salespeople, do you feel better or worse about yourself?
1: Ooh, man, I liked. I like to learn from other salespeople, so I think I think. If I see someone that I think is better than me, yeah, um, I take it as a learning opportunity. So I think I feel. Leaving that, I feel better about myself because now I have more tools. Like, exactly. I just went to Home Depot and got everything I need to build a fence.
0: Yeah, exactly. But if you think about when it comes to life, mm-hmm. right? If I asked you, Circle of Influence Exercise, I ask you, Kyle, okay, if if you were given the, the statistics of your five closest friends, would you want their life? Mm. Now it changes. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: drastically. Well, it's the same question you ask yourself as a 10-year-old, right? Yeah. It's similar. It's just people around you. And that's what. So, okay. So you are taking the argument that we succumb to self-limiting beliefs based on our surroundings, internal and external factors both. Yes. My argument is, what is a billion going to get me that a million can't? And is your happiness derived from having more or wanting less? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Oh, so are we equating billionaires with happiness now in success? Mm-hmm. Or are we measuring our success by our state of mind, right? And not to say that this is justifying bare minimum mode, right? So let's be careful there when we tread that line. I'm talking truly not feeling a want, a need, or a desire mm-hmm. rather than I don't need six Lamborghinis. You know what I mean? One I believe is justifying a lack of effort. The other, I believe, is truly being at peace with what you have. Where do we where do we draw that line?
0: That's good. Cause one of the things that I think you were considering that I had not been was just a sheer dollar amount of mm-hmm. a billion. To yeah. me, we can take any number. We can make that we can make it a million.
1: So, you know, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll provide some clarity between a million and a billion because I love this example. Uh-huh. I think I've used it on air before.
0: <laughs> I like it.
1: A million seconds versus the billion seconds because we have to equate this to time, right? Because time is the only currency you have, mm-hmm. right? You trade your time for everything. We discussed this on the podcast a few weeks back. A million seconds equates to 11 days, a billion seconds equates to 32 years. That's the delta between those two numbers. So we're talking billionaire. Yeah. Who needs that? Why do I need that? And what would you do with it? Right? And is that required for happiness? Because what do people want in the end? As a kid, Mm -hmm. you see astronaut. You see a rich person because you equate that with what? Happiness. So now you equate monetary denominations with happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. So, is that your false aim the entire time? That you are after material possessions? So you can't find true happiness within because you're looking at external forces. So the same thing that you say creates self-limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. I think also puts our target in the wrong direction.
0: See, what's interesting is if, if you take a look at just the monetary value, it's... There are a couple of different ways of, of taking a look at it. One is, and and this was fantastic because when you are in the world of of um, personal development and network marketing, especially, people will, for example, like a, an excellent network marketer will probably get out of ten people he talks to, maybe two people will say yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? They expect it's, that. It's a numbers
0: game but so 8 9 times out of 10 you're being rejected and what's interesting is people who don't have a larger vision not a knock on them it's more of a knock on the the way society prepares us we're not meant to have you know a more global type of goals we're taught how to survive and so when when we're in that mode People will justify their current situation in life mm-hmm. And so if you talk to them and you're like, look here's here's how much you can make all that kind of stuff people are gonna come back. money's not important to me okay I will argue with you all day. I will say money is the main motivating factor for everyone. The, the, I'm taking like people who dedicate their life to religion out of this. So we're not we're not going to Tibetan monks here. <laughs> um Easy argument. You know. <laughs> but but the vast majority I would say that is true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's all about money. Say you want to de- say Mother Why? Teresa, right? Why? Okay, so Mother Teresa, right? I don't know. Why is it all about money?
1: Oh, oh sorry, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Do you My bad. My <laughs> Here's bad, where I'm my going. Bad.
0: So Mother Teresa, right? Dedicated her life to helping others. Mm-hmm. Right? So say that's what you say. My goal in life is you know, money is not important. I want to help people cool, let me show you a way to make a billion dollars so you can donate a billion dollars to all these charities. If if the money, if you're going to use it to to accumulate material wealth, that's one thing. But what is a billion dollars going to give you in terms of freedom? Remember that, that map that I gave you for Christmas? Mm-hmm. How much of it since... Has, has been, you know, crossed off. If you, uh, so just, so the audience knows, uh, for Christmas <laughs> one year, I gave Kyle a, a map of the world that you- It, was it a
1: scratch-off map, like a coin scratch, like a lotto scratch-off ticket.
0: Yeah, so you just scratch off the countries you've been to because you've mentioned that, that you want to be a world traveler. If you had a billion dollars right now, could you travel all over the world? Yeah. What freedoms would that give you now?
1: More than I can imagine.
0: See, so I, I think where, where people start thinking about material wealth, you're mm-hmm. right, you don't need six Lamborghinis. But now you're setting your family up for life for how many generations with a billion dollars? So it's freedom. It's freedom. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm saying why everyone wants to be a billionaire is, is the freedoms that come with it. If you ask anyone who's a millionaire, mm-hmm. sorry, um, a, a multimillionaire, I'm going to go with, with once you become a multi-millionaire. Tens of millions. Uh, even even, two, even okay. two, I would say. Because the first million is the most difficult. It's not because it takes so long to get a million dollars. It's because the amount of personal development that needs to happen for you to see yourself as a millionaire. Mm. But once you get past that, then you could be like, yeah, okay, now I, I know how to maneuver things. I know how to use debt effectively. I know how to you know utilize, leverage uh, other people's time and stuff. So once you become a multi, I think that's when things completely change. Because now, if you ask any multi-millionaire what makes you rich, no one's going to mention the money. They're going to mention who I became in the process. It's not about the money. It's who you become in the process of becoming that rich. Mm -hmm. So same thing with you. The skill set you have now, the friends that you have now, the mindset that you have now – it's Completely different than even when we first aired mm-hmm. three years, four years ago. Yeah, coming up four. Oh my god,
1: right? Three or four years. Are we four years old? Three, four, something. Four is it four?
0: It was September. Yeah,
1: three, no, three, right? Four or four, four,
0: four years. Wow, long time. Well, congratulations, buddy. I you. we did you as well we accidentally found out about it.
1: (laughs) Oops. Um, Okay, so... So that makes sense. So how do we delineate between people who are justifying and people who are at peace? So do we think that people are finding peace because they're justifying?
0: I would... I would say... See that's tough, because you could have people who. I can tell you right now. I loved working fast food,
1: I loved it, <laughs>
0: the the friends you have, yeah. the friends that you make, the, it's just I loved it.
1: Yeah, restaurant business is fun,
0: and so. I think the question comes down to what's the correlation between, money and happiness.
1: Because you talk about, again, it starts at a young age, right? So we want a billion dollars because we equate that to success or happiness or whatever that may be. Now, knowing that, how do we decide then that that goal was created based on a false sense of success? So I would,
0: I think that the one thing that we need to do is in this episode, we used the term, or we use the the financial number of a billion dollars as the measuring stick. Mm -hmm. My argument was that we all shoot for that as the finish line. And your argument was that's not what we all shoot for. It's not everyone's finish line. And I think we're almost in the middle because that's where we meet is the middle. I think, I think everyone wants to strive to be the most successful that they can be, but little by little they start bringing down their expectations of themselves lower and lower to match the amount of effort that they're willing to put in mm-hmm. as well as their mindset. The vast majority of the people who win the lottery, and we're talking about like making multiple millions of dollars, within a few years are back to the exact same life
1: that they have. And unhappy. And unhappy. There's, there's, I don't think there's any happy lottery winning stories.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't match my expectations of myself. If I'm used to looking in the bank account and seeing only 10k, and now suddenly I see 300 million, it it doesn't register. Like you said, we can't even grasp the difference between 11 days which is a million and 32 years which is a billion. Yeah. It's just so out there it doesn't make sense to us. It it almost comes down to how do we define success? Okay. See, I I would say if we are making simple disciplines in life we are heading towards success. If if we are, if it's my goal every single day to become better than who I was yesterday, that's success. I think the vast majority of the people think, how can I make today easier than yesterday was? Hmm. So instead of what can I do to become better, what can I do to make it easier?
1: Mm. So you know, uh, David Goggins. I do not. Okay. He's got a book called I think it's called Can't Hurt Me. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that he says is every day you should do something that sucks. Oh, yeah. Take a cold shower. Yeah. Go for a run. Do 100 push-ups. I don't know. I'm thinking just physical things right now, but it's it's in line with you saying instead of doing something every day that makes us better, we want to do something every day that makes the day easier. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost like um, don't wish for an easier life, wish for the ability to withstand a more difficult life. Something to that effect, right? So it kind of kind of falls in line with what you're saying there.
0: Jim Rohn has his famous line, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better.
1: Oh, yeah, there you go. Perfect. So how do we, as, as we wrap up... Yeah, hey, how do we tie a bow on this? So how do we know who won? I think we agree to disagree. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) so you're still sticking with not everyone wants to be a billionaire well I think I think I need to explore it more Mm -hmm. to be honest Um, I understand what you're saying and I can appreciate the fact that um, outside factors unfortunately beat the shit out of a lot of us we allow it to beat the shit out of a lot of us and to completely change our belief and our outlook on ourselves and prevent us from being successful as we can be um But I think I would also say that there are people that are more in touch with themselves that realize that as a child, a vision of success is is money, is fast cars, is a big house, is a boat, is being an astronaut. Mm -hmm. Because that's what society tells us. The same society that tells us that we can't achieve these things tells us that these things are the things that we need to achieve. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm going with it is the fact that I believe there are people out there and I have to explore whether I'm one of them or whether I'm justifying myself and I'm leaning towards the fact that I'm justifying things myself rather than truly one of those people who has no desire Mm -hmm. to be there and is completely happy and at peace with themselves with where they're at. Um, And I'm not saying somebody who just works every day and is completely happy with it and has a, you know, a puppy at home and a wife and two kids. Mm-hmm. Um I'm saying somebody who's truly doing something that makes them happy and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And they may not have a helicopter and a fast car or a mega church or, you know, a bunch of towers somewhere in Manhattan. So I think for me that's something I'm going to explore some more. Because I believe it exists.
0: I think what that shows is maturity. When you are a child, it is all about the material. Mm -hmm. As you mature in life, if you do it the right way, it's more internal. And I said, if you do it the right way. Yeah. Um, Amelia Clark is famous, you know, for for Game of Thrones, but. a, a quote that she has that, that I love. Her dad told her a long time ago, um, "Don't hang out with people whose TV is bigger than the library."
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you've said that before. I didn't realize where it came from.
0: And uh, you know, th- and that that's so important. I I notice that when I watch TV, I'm not even watching TV. I'm laying there with with my phone in my hand on Reddit. The TV's just on. I don't even watch TV anymore. I don't think people watch TV anymore. It's just, you know.
1: We've a, talked about this before. A distraction. Why the fuck is that damn Bandersnatch movie yeah. so fascinating, right? It, we've realized that a movie or a TV show can't even keep your attention anymore. Yeah, You're so driven by interacting with something or someone that you have to have a fucking choose-your-own-adventure movie. Mm-hmm. What the fuck?
0: Yeah. Like, there are people, you know, Instagram, for example, um, there are people who post stories all the time. Well, that's easy. Click. You know? Mm-hmm. But if I actually post something, then I have to like type something out, I have to swipe, I have to add, you know. It takes
1: effort. It takes a little bit more work. I've... It's longer. It sticks. Yeah. The story thing is in the moment. That's a whole nother conversation we have, why things like TikTok and Snapchat and shit like that kind of took off. Um so that's where I'm at. I think this is a good one I think, I think we just leave it there man. We leave it there and we let our listeners uh, ask themselves the same question do you believe everyone wants to be everyone wants to be a billionaire? If you say yes, how come you're not? What are you doing to get there? What's preventing you from being there? If you say no, ask yourself why? are you justifying it? Has your experience in life? led you to believe that you're not capable of achieving that? Or have you decided that that's not your end goal? And if it's not, what is? And why have you not achieved that? So with that said, thank mm-hmm. y'all for tuning in and come check us out next week. The GYST Podcast, your co hosts this evening, Rohit Rohila and Kyle Reed.
0: Bye. This was fun.
1: Yeah, it was a good one.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.